we are reflecting on John chapter 14, John chapter 14 and verse 9. So let us pray. Father, we thank you that uh, you have kept us safe, and we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. He came into this world and uh, he brought to us, he, 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 he brought to us a, a place of power. He brought to us a place to understand who God is. He revealed the divine nature. So Lord, we come with an understanding that we may be set apart, that we may depend on you, that we may be filled with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that you speak to us the few minutes as we continue in prayer, that Lord, by faith, we will be able to know that uh, we cannot stay outside the will, outside the, 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 the Father or the, the Son. So Father, we ask that uh, you, you will strengthen our faith this morning as we go out and as we seek him and to seek to understand uh, what he's saying to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So John chapter five, uh, John chapter 14, John chapter 14 and verse um, nine. And it's a story where there has been a conversation um, about with, with Philip. Jesus um, opened up a conversation that led to him uh, mentioning about the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, maybe I'll just read uh, the context. Verse 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That where you, that where I am, you may also be, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, "Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way?" Jesus said to him, "I am the way and the truth and the life. <clears throat> no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also." From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Amen. Throughout the Old Testament, as we all know, the Jewish people, had a hunger to know God, you know, to understand God. In fact, in many of the divine encounters, you would find that whenever God appeared, whenever God revealed himself to somebody, the person would have to ask, who are you? If it's in form of an angel, he would need to, he wanted to know who that person. For example, in the case of Moses, in the book of Exodus chapter 3, <coughs> Moses asked God, say, if I go to Egypt and I, I, I appear before Pharaoh, when I get to that place, who should I say that has sent me? And of course, you know that 
uh, God told him, say, go and tell Pharaoh that the I am has sent me. And so we have several other cases where people seek to know the one who is sick, who, you know, who is speaking, the one who is charging them. And God took the initiative to reveal himself. Sometimes, you know, in the in form of fire. For example, you know that uh, the, the, the coming out of Egypt was through, you know, two things. There are two symbolic things that uh, characterize that, that uh, dramatic event. First one is by fire in the night and then by cloud during the day. That's the presence of God. And of course, uh, when you go to Numbers chapter 9, in Numbers chapter 9, somewhere around there, you will see that whenever they would want to leave, the Moses would say, Arise, O God, and let your enemies be scattered. Arise, O God. So you, 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 see, you see that uh, God would lead them. He was there. And of course, throughout the prophets, we also find that God revealed himself through the words, the prophetic word of the prophets. All this was done in order to make sure that he is known. Our God is known by revelation. He has taken initiative to reveal himself. The Christian faith is revelational in nature. I don't want to go through uh, the, the different categories, you know, levels of revelation. But the Christian faith is revelational in nature. God takes the initiative. And so by the time we come to the New Testament, we see that God revealed himself through Jesus Christ, especially the book of John makes mention right from the beginning of chapter one, how, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He's talking about Jesus Christ. So how John begins, you know, um, is consistent in how he's going to proceed to present Jesus, you know, in, in, in to, to make sure that people understand him as God, to present him as having the divine nature, you know, to present him as one that, you know, has the divine nature. And that's what we see in chapter 14, that great revelation. Right from the beginning, we see him, you know, making that particular assertion on who he is. And so the, the disciples being Jews, they were also inquisitive to know. They were inquisitive to know who Jesus is. And in verse 7, Jesus told them, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. In other words, I bring to you the character. I bring to you the image. I bring to you the nature of who God is. And so you see how he presents it, if you had known me. In other words, at this point, the expectation of Jesus is that uh, by this time, at least, Philip and all the other people, the disciples, would have known who Jesus is. And so there is no struggle. Jesus said, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. By looking at me, by looking at Jesus, by, 
by, by, by looking to him, then the father is revealed. This is deeper knowledge. This kind of knowledge is what restrains people from committing sin. This particular knowledge is what would make a distinction between a child of God and a child of the devil. Now listen to me very carefully. This particular distinction is what would distinguish men that have walked with Jesus and those that have not walked with him. So there is this knowledge that Jesus is pointing to. That's the knowledge you and I must take to organizations, to people who don't know the Lord, to markets, to businesses, everywhere. Jesus said, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. But then he gave said, from now on, you do know him. In other words, from now on, you have had a revelation of him and have seen him. And I've seen him. In other words, Jesus is in that place to depict exactly who God is. You know, to depict, to portray exactly who, who God is. To bring to them the understanding of who God is. It's very, very important. And when you understand who God is, it's like there will be no struggle to look elsewhere. There will be no struggle to refer. There will be no struggle to have an alternative lifestyle. You know, there will be no struggle to question. And, um, you know, one writer said in Jesus, God is no longer remote from us. Actually, I think that's Calbath. He said, in Jesus, God is no longer remote from us. He does not dispense to us his forgiveness from heaven above. He's quite near us, nearer to us than we ourselves are. So you can see that to that level, is not a distant God. One of the things we need to pray for is we pray for the opening of our eyes for the revelation of who Jesus is. The opening of our eyes. Many times there's a veil that covers our understanding. Many times there's a veil that, 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 that blankets us and it hinders. So there are things that can't come through in our spiritual lives unless that veil is taken away. And this is what Jesus is saying here. He said, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. But from now on, you do know him and I've seen him. Brethren, what changes your spiritual circumstance is knowledge. 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 When you are aware, everything that you, you one enjoys, one becomes part and parcel of in the Christian faith, you cannot partake of it if you do not know, if you have no knowledge. Okay? So look at verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Some version says, and we will be satisfied. I think the NRSV talks about satisfaction. He said, show us the Father. So you can see that even though Jesus has created him, he has stamped to say, now you know him. Philip is still, still, still thinking about the, 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 the tangible knowledge, the, the, the idea 
of, uh, you know, I want to hold, you can see from verse 8, show us the Father. He's not thinking about in terms of the nature. He's thinking about we want to see the bodily, we want to touch, we want to touch. And Jesus said to him, now look at what, first of all, before we see the response, which is where we base our sharing. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. I like the version that says, and we will be satisfied. In other words, knowledge and knowing God, there is something that is supposed to happen in your life. There is supposed to be satisfaction. That's why people who are not born again, if you are not born again, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ because satisfaction is not only in the tangible things. Satisfaction is not only in material things. It's never there. Satisfaction is, is not in, a, in, in acquisition of uh, you know, assets, tangible assets, because they are heavenly assets. They are treasures that are not tangible, that only come through knowledge of who God is. They come through you know, the understanding of, of, of who God is. And that is what brings satisfaction. Mm? As the deer pants for the waters, so my soul longs after you. Mm? That's the hunger we develop. God has created us to, to always yearn for him. He has given us that, that, that hunger to, to always long for him. So Philip said, it is show us the Father. The moment you do that, you know, we will be satisfied. Well, it is enough for us. But look at what Jesus said now. Verse 9. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long? You can see that. So long. Have I walked with you? I have, you know, probably I have, uh, I have, I have spent time. I have done devotion with you. Maybe I have worked with you so long. This period you know, depicts the, the length, the length that Jesus had spent with the disciples. And I think I'm reading the book of Luke in this season, and I read that each time he wanted to do miraculous signs, he, he, he would actually, you know, he would, he would be coming from the place of prayer, all right? And the book of Luke is full of all that. And there are times he would, he would be with the disciples to be with them just to probably teach them on how to pray. And you will discover that, you know, Jesus points out this issue of length. Have I been with you so for so long and you still don't know me? That's why people who, you know, are in the church and not in Christ, they can be in the church where they are talking about Jesus and they do not know Jesus. There's a difference between the two. You can talk about him. You can talk about him, but then you do not know his nature. Jesus noticed that there is, there is something that was missing in the responses that Philip was giving. Hmm? Have I been with you for so long, so long, that you, and you still do not know me? Hmm? whoever has seen me has seen the father how can you say show us the father 
So that particular um, uh, relationship that Jesus had, you know, with, with, with God Almighty, and I read to you the other quote that he is not remote, he's not far, he's not far away from us. And so the, the, Philippi's um, uh, problem is he, he's, he has a veil, there's a spiritual veil that has kept him in the same place. And we need to pray that if there's any veil over our congregation, any veil over our, our, our families, any veil in workplaces, we need to pray that the Lord will tear that apart that we may know him. Whenever spiritual veil as veils are, are torn apart, there is satisfaction, people begin to hunger for him, people begin to have an encounter. The issue about divine encounter is to do with the veil being torn, being lifted from people's faces so that this knowledge, I mean, this particular, the person of Jesus is exposed. The person of and nature of who God is, is exposed. So we need to pray that if there's any veil, it needs to be torn apart. It needs to be lifted in the name of Jesus. And so look at it again. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And you see, everywhere Jesus went, he demonstrated this. He's doing the will of the Father. You know, there's the corroboration. There is, um, there is that particular, you see now, it's Jesus. In Jesus, we have God. All right? We have God himself fully manifested in Jesus Christ. So whoever has seen me, whoever has has, 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 has seen my face, whoever has had an encounter with me, and that was the problem of the Jews, you know, that, that, that uh, if, if they are looking at a human being who is claiming to be God, but they don't understand the issue of the nature, that this person is carrying the nature of God. They were used to fire manifestations of uh, the cloud and so on and so forth. But now we can see here that Jesus is not referring to the to, 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 to how, to how they expected to how they expected him to, to be like. Okay. Their, their, their longing is for something which they have always known. But Jesus points them to the true thing, the nature the nature, whoever has seen me has already seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not know that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, you can see that the, he's not saying um, the, 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 the car I have given you. He's not saying, um, he's not mentioning the tangible thing. He's going back to the words. And you can see how John started his gospel. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and so on and so forth. So Jesus refers to, the, the defines the relationship, that aspect 
of him being like the father through the words that he speaks. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the father who dwells in me does his works. Whenever God does a work, he does it by speaking. That's why you can pray for somebody. You speak words. You can't touch even the person, but the person gets healed. We see that. So he's referring to the words. The words I speak to you. The words I speak to you. You see that. Why is he emphasizing on the words? Because during creation, you can see that God spoke the earth into existence. He spoke, I think it's in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. I'm going to uh, go there and uh, I see our brother Dan has come. He, he can just give us uh, a prayer response. Uh, as we'll be concluding. So Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3, you can see what the Bible says. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. It was made by words. So the, the apostles are looking at, show us the Father, the visible thing, the tangible. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 that's not the point. You have seen me, I have seen the Father. And also, every time I speak, the words I speak, the words I speak, can you imagine? The words that I say to you, I don't speak them on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his work. Does his words. So whenever Jesus would speak, then the manifestation of the word would now happen. The, 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 the real thing, is 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 the is not the man what what he, that thing has not just come but what has happened is that there is a generator that has that has brought that thing that generator is in the spirit realm the word of god the word that even created the world so look at it verse 11 believe me that i am in the father and the father is in me or else Believe on account of the works themselves. You can see that. So he was demonstrating of the he was demonstrating the nature of God, and he's still emphasizing on the issue of the words. So I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does His works. You can see that um, Jesus is pointing to something which is intangible that produces the tangible. Is pointing to something which is invisible that produces the visible. And we need to pray that the, 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 our congregants, I mean, our, our people, we, all of us, will actually take the word of God seriously. Because when God speaks, when God speaks, there is a result. When God speaks, there is the, the, what he has said materializes. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the ability and the grace to know you. The grace to have you, O oh God, through Jesus, we are able 
to come into your presence once again. Our prayer is that you remove the veil that covers our face, that many people have been in the, kept in the dark, and yet Jesus has come to reveal the very nature of God. Many people are still for so long, for so long in salvation, but they do not understand the nature of God. Father, help us. And even as we come into this week, we pray that uh, we will not be in a place of lack of knowledge because we know what that does. That Father, fill us with the knowledge of God and that we will experience you always, wherever we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.